As moms, we tend to really beat ourselves up about certain things that we do. When we don't meet those expectations, we tend to feel guilty about it. My concern with mom guilt, potentially, if you carry this mom guilt, could it potentially lead to shame, feeling inadequate as a mom, and possibly even some depression? We feel like actually we don't know what we're doing and we're turning to the outside world for all the guidance and input on what to do. That then really Really, we lose our capacity to say, I'm a good mother. What seems to happen is extreme judgment when it comes to motherhood, compounded by a society that feels like they are able to judge mothers. Every person can recognize that actually trying to achieve these standards or these expectations is just completely unrealistic. It's okay to desire to, to work and to have life outside of being mom. And for the stay-at-home mom that chooses to stay at home, that's also okay. What you feel works for you and your family is the best thing. Hi everyone and welcome to another episode of Let's Talk Baby. I'm Kath McGaw, I'm a pediatric dietitian and I'm joined by my co-host Dr. Jenny Rose um, who's a clinical psychologist. Hi Jenny. Hi, Kath. Thanks so much for having me again. Oh, it's awesome. I just love our times together and just chatting and we kind of get started before we even start recording and it gets us excited to the point we have to stop us so that we can actually capture what we're saying um, live. So I'm excited about that. But I think today, just as we were discussing earlier, um, just a topic close to both our hearts and both very much in part of our, our own experience is just mom guilt. And, and what that looks like. And maybe you are just for our audience, do you want to maybe define what you would perceive to be like a mom guilt, what that would look like? I think the first thing I would actually use in that description is to say it's something unrealistic because it's, it's irrational. It's mm. guilt that is often unfounded. So as moms, we tend to really beat ourselves up about certain things that we do and um, decisions that we make, um, our inability to be in 10 places at once, our capacity to remain calm through every moment of the day. There's so many different scenarios that we, we are holding ourselves to such high expectations. And when we don't meet those expectations, we tend to feel guilty about it. But when we sit back and reflect, it's irrational. Every person can recognize that actually trying to achieve these standards or these expectations is just completely unrealistic. Um, and so it's such an interesting one for me, this idea of mom guilt, because what it really speaks to is the idea that we um, are holding ourselves to something that is almost unachievable. Um, and when we don't get that, then we sit with huge amounts of guilt. So for me, Mom guilt is really embedded in high, unrealistic expectations um, and being quite hard on ourselves when we feel like we have failed. Oh, I love that. And I, I, I totally um, just agree with what you're saying. And I think my concern with mom guilt, and you can, in your area of expertise, just talk to this a bit, is potentially if you carry this mom guilt and you build on this mom guilt, could it potentially lead to shame, feeling inadequate as a mom and 
possibly even some depression that we know our moms struggle with so much more today than maybe what even happened in the past. Yeah, absolutely. Without a doubt, Kath, I think what's dangerous about mom guilt is that um, it really is something we ruminate over. So we mm. we tend to spend a lot of time thinking about the areas that we messed up in or where we feel we weren't there for our kids. Um, and we often forget to focus on the sides that we have showed up, that we've done a phenomenal job. So it's quite a, and we can unpack that a little bit more, but it's this idea of really focusing on the, the sort of negative side or the critical side and being quite hard on ourselves. And then there's always a cost of that. Um, it comes at some sort of cost. And the cost is that we are slowly kind of chipping away our sense of self or our identity as a mother. And so mm -hmm. we start to view ourselves as inadequate or incapable um, mm -hmm. and become very, very hard on ourselves. We tend to view situations through these glasses and these glasses are one of critique of one where we mm -hmm. just focus on the times we've messed up or we become impatient, we make a bad decision mm -hmm. rather than on the times that we've shown up, been present, connected, engaged, and really done well in our role as a mother. And so what tends to happen is that we then develop this kind of um, overcritical view of ourselves, which can have so many implications. It can lead to, you know, a very poor or compromised sense of self or self-worth, which can lead to sort of things like depression. It can even lead to anxiety in the parenting role where we start to question ourselves and this is similar to a previous podcast that we've recorded where you know when we often hear that outside noise how it makes us question ourselves and so when we add all of this together we add mom guilt and then we add in the fact that we feel like actually we don't know what we're doing and we're turning to the outside world for all the guidance and input on what to do that then really we lose our capacity to say I'm a good mother I'm, I'm the best for my kids we feel like there's somebody else that could be doing it better, that that would show up better for the kids. And I, I really try and encourage parents to know that every single parent has the innate capacity to be a phenomenal parent. We only need to be good enough. We don't need to be perfect. Mm -hmm. This idea of perfection is just is so unfounded and unachievable. And all we do is set ourselves up for failure. We cannot achieve perfection. But if we can be good enough, we can be the best parent to our own children. I love that. Good. I mean, I'm I'm all for that good enough parents. And um, it's just such a, I think a few things you said just resonate with me, you know, just kind of all the things coming together, the mom guilt, the voices out there, just not matching up to the expectations that we feel others and ourselves have put onto us. Um, I think just like you say, it's just the melting pots leading to potential mental health breakdown. And and also almost just a I remember at one point in my parenting just getting to a point of going, I almost can't achieve it. I don't I feel like I just need to stop trying. But it wasn't a positive thing. It was more a kind of a giving up thing. And I just remember having to regroup and go, actually, what, why am I feeling like I can't attain this goal? And who set this goal actually in the end for me? And I think one of the big areas in early parenting is the breastfeeding and versus formula feeding journey. 
And it's something that I come across still a lot in my practice, something I grappled with, you know, as a mom initially, like, oh, I gave my child a bottle of formula. Was I now a bad mom? Because I interrupted exclusive breastfeeding. And then another child of mine, um, needed to go off the breast because I needed for various reasons and I needed to do formula, but I'd fed my first child a lot longer. So it was all these like emotions around it. And, and I've often seen and observed, you know, moms really struggling with the guilt of not continuing breastfeeding for whatever choice they made. And um, it's really like, how would you advise a mom to think through that process if she's chosen maybe with no reason medically. So we always kind of qualify it, I find, even when I talk. And I've become more aware of the way I've said it. I've often said, you know, if you choose not to breastfeed for medical reasons or something like that, then we understand. So then I'm implying that if you choose not to breastfeed for non-medical reasons, like you just choose not to breastfeed, is that yeah. a problem? And yeah. so I've become very careful of the words I used as as one of those voices out there. Um, yeah, how would you just give maybe one or two tips practically to that sort of situation? There comes um, there's there's this really big perception that that comes with breastfeeding versus formula feeding around who the better parent is. And it's so unfounded. And we sometimes fall into those traps of thinking that if one chooses not to breastfeed, it is for medical reasons, where actually we should be completely okay with the decision that is made by the parent, because that is all that counts. And I think, you know, what it ties into is the experience of judgment. Um, And I think we really are seeing that on a completely different level um, with social media as well, with expectations, um, where people are behind a screen and feel like it's easier to be critical and make judgments on somebody else. And then I think what we also see is how vulnerable moms are in those positions. So we have almost these like two extremes. We have the judgment that other people feel comes with being a mother. You know, often in any other area of life, we would never offer such candid, um, almost intrusive opinions about somebody else's functioning. We have far greater boundaries. We're far more respectful. We're far kinder in the way we approach any other topic relating to any person. Kath, I love that you have such insights and awareness of just the, the terminology that you use, because I think what you're speaking to is around how easily we make judgment remarks when it comes to parenthood. And I think being a mom is such an interesting thing because there are these two sides almost. The one is that as moms, we are so vulnerable. There's almost a a deep sort of vulnerability towards um, yeah, being questioned, thinking about our own roles, especially in the early years where we come in a little bit unsure and, and really vulnerable to attack, I suppose. And then on the other side, we have what seems to happen is extreme judgment when it comes to motherhood and parenthood. And that is compounded by a society that feels like they are able to judge mothers and judge the decisions that other mothers make. Social media, that sets us up often for failure with high expectations. But then also being behind a screen and being able to critique somebody more easily because it feels like there isn't a face or an interaction. And so it's this really interesting thing where I think in motherhood, 
people think that there's greater room for judgment calls or judgment decisions on others. If we think about any other area in our lives, it's very rare that somebody comes up and blatantly and outwardly can attack or critique a decision you've made in something. Yet in parenthood, it's almost as if people feel more entitled to make judgment calls on others. And what's sad about that is that these moms, as I've just said, are of the most vulnerable, you know, of all the people we should be attacking. Moms are not, we shouldn't, you know, moms are last on that list. If we think about how, um, you know, those early years are so tough and we question ourselves and we might not have a sleeping baby and maybe we have to make hard decisions about breastfeeding and formula and maybe we have a picky eater. And there are so many different complex dynamics to the early years of parenthood. So you come in already with perhaps some lack of surety or or a little bit of um, doubt within yourself. Mm. And then you're and critiqued by the outside world. And I think it is just brutal. I think every mother recognizes how important it is to show kindness and compassion to one another, yet for some reason this does not happen. And it's a a phenomenon that's occurring everywhere, all over the world, that mothers feel they can critique others based on decisions they make for their kids. But we need to really understand that the more gentle, the more compassionate we are with each other as mothers, the more we actually are building each other up. And that's really what is so important, that we we drown out the judgment outside, that we drown out that voice that makes us doubt or question ourselves. Because mm-hmm. we need decisions that are right for us, that are right for our kids. I know in my home as well that the, the most authentic and amazing mother I can be is based on making decisions that are true to who I am. If I try to because somebody else has said I should do something or because somebody else believes it's right, I'm not going to be authentic. I'm going to be questioning myself. It might feel foreign. It might not feel like this is true to who I am. And that's going to unfold in my relationship with my kids. So the more true we are to ourselves, the more authentic we are, the more we actually are investing in our relationship with our children. Mm, I love that. I think that just sums it up so beautifully. And and I remember one time I had a mom and she said, oh, she just didn't couldn't handle the feeling of breastfeeding. I think she was very sensory and just really struggled with it. And and just made me, what your comment did is made me think about her and just her being true to herself and just acknowledging that and going, I'm not going to be the best mom if I keep trying to breastfeed this child because it just cringes me. And right. and then she changed to formula and their journey of mothering and feeding was just so beautiful for both of them. And yeah. so it was just a lovely example of authenticity. And I think it really is. We're in an age where we keep telling people to be authentic, but yet our judgments can be so harsh. And as you say, on a very vulnerable group. Um, which I think it's, it's big, it's big. And maybe just to jump in there, Kath, to say in that example that you've given, you know, we often bring it down to sort of the facts and we say, is this a breastfed or a formula-fed child? And we forget about the contextual components. In it. And if we look at that exact scenario, if that mother had chosen to continue breastfeeding, she would be feeling anxious in that moment, probably even uncomfortable, maybe even feeling pain or something. That translates into her 
in herself being uncomfortable and probably um, exuding anxiety and discomfort that the child can pick up on. And what it might even do is build resentment towards the child because now every time the child needs to feed, it puts mom in a very compromised position. And so mom starts to dread breastfeeding, wants to avoid breastfeeding, and something that should be about the connection has now become riddled with anxiety and possible resentment. Mm -hmm. And if you look at that same child that is formula-fed, the mom is able to show up calm, able to enjoy it, able to bond, able to connect, which is the goal of feeding. So feeding has a very nutritional basis. It's the thing that keeps our children alive. But psychologically, it, the role of feeding is connection. And whether that's the bottle or the breast is actually irrelevant. If we can ensure that in that moment of feeding, we are connecting, we are engaged with our child, then we are doing what we are need to, we needing to do. When that moment of feeding is riddled with guilt or anxiety or resentment, it compromises the ability to connect with that relationship. Mm, that's so good. Yeah, I love that. And it is ultimately the connection and the relationship that we are wanting to build with our child, which I think is just such a beautiful way of looking at it. Yeah. Um, I just want to jump to to another area where moms feel guilty and that is returning back to work and often that happens between four and six months for a lot of moms they need to go back to work and I know this is often riddled with huge anxiety mom guilt and just a feeling of you know I'm I'm kind of and the guilt becomes kind of a double-edged sword because they feel guilty when they're at work thinking that they're not with their child and when they're at with their child they feel guilty about maybe deadlines that are not being met at work, but that guilt I also feel often holds resentment guilt to it because it's like I want to actually be with my child, but I'm now feeling guilty about work. So I'm even missing out on just enjoying my child. So there's like, it's quite a loaded guilt, you know, that. Yeah. So I think maybe just speak a little bit around um, around that aspect that a lot of moms struggle with because a lot of moms really enjoy what they do. And yes. they, you know, so yes, we, you know, often we need to work because of finances and things like mm -hmm. that. And that's totally understandable. But there's also an element, which I think just like the breastfeeding example, there's an element where moms do enjoy what they do. They've studied many years. Yes. They've put a lot of inputs into it. They've maybe worked previous to having their child for a while and built up maybe a successful career and now they've had their child which they deeply wanted and now there's this kind of tension mm. yeah just some input. I think maybe if you know the first thing that comes to mind is also it's okay if you don't feel guilty about going back to work so I think what mm. often happens we are a, a bigger cohort of moms who really enjoy the workspace and enjoy their identity at work and actually look forward to going to work. And when they are made to feel that they should be feeling guilty about going back to work, that in itself breeds guilt. So it's this very bizarre kind of rolling out of circumstances that is just how as moms we are made to feel guilt, you know, we damn no if we do, what. damn if we don't. 
kind of thing. That doesn't matter which way we turn. And so firstly, if you don't feel mom guilt about returning back to work, that is absolutely okay. And that's a great thing. So I don't, we also want to make sure that we are encouraging moms that it isn't something that you should have to feel. So that's the, the first part. The second part is absolutely, I think going back to work is one of the most difficult things for many moms to do. Um, it's so it's so difficult to imagine what that might look like when you are pregnant versus what it is like when you have a child. And I think that's where the biggest struggle comes in because you do all the thinking while you are pregnant about what it's going to look like when you return to work and at this point, and you have no idea until that baby has actually arrived. And so so much changes and evolves in really such a short time in the, those four first months of your baby's life. It really is changing everything that you thought about, you know, this picture that you had in your mind. And so it's really difficult to grapple with all these things. And there are a lot of moms that feel resentment for having to go back to work because it might be for financial reasons. Um, but one of the other things I want to hold is that what tends to happen is in the very early years of parenthood, because small children are so demanding and so needy and in a way that is just a function of what they need at that age, not in terms of personality, it means we have to give so much of ourselves. And what ends up happening is that we often become consumed with the role of mother and we lose sight of all the other roles that we have in our life. So we often lose sight of the fact that we are a wife. We might be a daughter to someone. We might be a sister to someone. We might be a friend to somebody else. And we become consumed in just being mom to these little people. Mm -hmm. And sometimes going back to work helps balance a little bit of that identity around, I'm also Jenny, a clinical psychologist that comes to work. I'm not just Jenny, the mom, um, and that's all that encompasses who I am. And so going back to work, if we can look at the sort of um, balanced ways of understanding what that is when we return to work, I think that helps to understand a little bit um, of the guilt and to counter some of the guilt. And to then also hold, I always say to parents and to moms, you know, to think about what it is you are modeling to your kids. And I always think that's so helpful whenever we're struggling. If you've had a moment where you've fallen apart with sadness or an absolute meltdown of anger, those things are modeling to your kids that we all experience difficult emotions. And sometimes we make bad judgments and bad decisions about what we do with that emotion. And while that might not be okay in the moment in terms of our behavior, the message we're sending to our kids is that it is okay to feel things. It is okay to be angry. It's okay to be sad. Those are very normal emotions. And similarly, what we model to our kids is that it's okay to be things outside just being a mom. And while that's difficult to grapple with, we have to hold on to this idea of what we are showing our kids and what we are modeling to them. Mm, I love that. Yeah. And I think I love what you, how you kind of started in response to, to my question. Um, just that it's okay to desire to, to work and to have life outside of being mom and, and not only okay, but it's important. And for the stay at home mom that chooses to stay at home, that's also okay. So I think what we are coming to is just that what you feel works for you and your family and what works for you is the best thing and is good enough. Yeah. So maybe Thanks. just leave us with your last thoughts um, 
just as we conclude today around this topic? Yeah, I think, Kath, maybe just expanding on what you've just said is that if we could just hold no judgment against ourselves and against others as a mom, I think it would just be so much easier that there isn't a right or wrong for your child. I, I see kids every day in my practice for the last, I don't know, 18 years, similarly to you. And I can honestly tell you that the kids I sit with, whether they were breastfed or formula fed or whether their mom worked eight hours or six hours or three, often is not a big factor in, in who they are and what they become. And I think if we can just have more compassion for ourselves, um, if we can hold that judgment a little bit further away from others and ourselves, we make that possibility of motherhood just that much richer. The more we can eliminate the guilt, the resentment, you know, the complex negative emotions, the more we pull those away from our experience of motherhood, the better we offer it and the better our kids offer it. Oh, I love that. So moms, you are good enough. And thanks so much for listening. And if you want any information, how to follow our Instagram pages, you can look below and you'll get information about Jenny's Instagram page, mine and Sammy, who couldn't be with us today. But we look forward to seeing you again for our next episode. Thank you. Thanks, Jenny. Thanks, Kat.